Welcome to Millennium Live, the official podcast of the Millennium Alliance. Join us for a conversation of life, leadership, and how today's top leaders are digitally transforming the enterprise. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennium Live. My name is Katie Perry, and today I'm joined with the co-founder and CEO of Git Guardian, Jeremy Thomas. Thank you so much for being here today, Jeremy. Hello. Thank you. Can you explain exactly what Git Guardian is? Git Guardian is solving an issue that is called secret sprawl, and we do this by automating secret detection in source code. So when we think about uh, securing source code, we think about implementing a SAST solution. One example would be check marks. We think about uh, implementing a solution that is detecting vulnerabilities in open source dependencies. Uh, one example uh, would be SNCC. And uh, we think about uh, automating uh, secret detection in source code. And just to give a bit of a background about uh, why uh, this is uh, important, um, as you know, secrets are um, anything that allows a programmatic access to a system. And because secrets are made to be used programmatically, too often uh, they end up in uh, source code. It's a growing issue because developers are uh, handling increasing amounts of uh, sensitive information in their uh, daily job uh, because the way that they, they, they develop software has radically uh, changed. Applications are no longer standalone monoliths. They are made of hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, building blocks. Examples of building blocks would be um, cloud infrastructures, uh, servers, uh, databases, microservices, uh, all the SaaS platforms that you use. And in order to interconnect uh, all these different systems, uh, developers use uh, secrets, uh, of course. Um, that's why um, more and more secrets uh, end up in, uh, in version control systems. So I know that GitGuardian is scanning more than 2.5 million commits on GitHub each day, and you find more than 3,000 secrets a day. So can you tell me more about what these secrets are? Just to make it very clear, the numbers that you are uh, talking about, they come from our public monitoring product. So we have two products. One is scanning all GitHub public activity at scale in real time. And detecting secrets exposed there. And the other product is tightly integrated with the, the software development lifecycle. Um, so we integrate with uh, your internal repositories and make sure that there aren't secrets exposed there as well. So if we focus on the public monitoring product, we've been scanning GitHub for over three years now uh, at scale. Uh, so every single commit that was pushed uh, publicly on the platform, we've been doing this in real time. So we've got extremely interesting uh, numbers and, and facts uh, to share. I can start with a number of secrets that we, we find uh, per day uh, leaked on the platform. So today we find over 5,000 uh, such uh, secrets uh, leaked publicly. This is absolutely uh, huge. And a really counterintuitive uh, fact uh, that we, we found is that most of the time, secrets, they are leaked on developers' uh, personal public repositories. So these are repositories where companies have no visibility. They, have, um, they, they don't even know most of the time that these repositories exist. They don't know uh, where to, to find them, uh, who they belong to. Um, 
and they have absolutely no authority to enforce any kind of security uh, measure uh, there as well. And so what we do is that uh, we, we take these um, repositories and we include them in the corporate safeguarded uh, perimeter because we find a lot of uh, corporate credentials exposed in these uh, developers' personal uh, repositories. And what this means is that even uh, for companies that aren't doing open source, they might be exposed to uh, the platform because their developers are doing open source. They are uh, committing code and sometimes secrets and in certain cases, uh, corporate secrets. So why are the secrets not in code and what are the risks of that? So the risk really comes from the fact that uh, source code is an asset that is extremely uh, leaky in nature. It's so leaky that you never know where your code is going to end up. In the worst case, it can end up uh, on the public space. But even if your code uh, stays in internal systems, um, secrets that are exposed in it uh, still um, might be a huge threat because uh, your your code is accessed by so many developers. It's made to be cloned uh, on so many developers' personal or professional workstations. It's made to be deployed on servers. Uh, it's sometimes copy-pasted in Slack or in internal wiki, etc. And so it takes just one of these places to be compromised or just one developer account to be compromised for all the secrets that uh, transit there to be uh, compromised as well. So how do companies do it currently and are there issues with those current approaches? So companies have code reviews in place, uh, of course, so manual audits of the code base and this poses uh, some issues. First of all, it's uh, highly manual, uh, but then, uh, and I don't want to enter into too many technical details here, but if, uh, as a developer, I add a secret uh, to, to the, the source code and then I delete this secret and then I push my code to the, the server, uh, these additions and deletions, they will be uh, invisible to the reviewer because the reviewer is really concerned about the difference between the current version of uh, source code and the version that is suggested by the developer. So. Um, additions and deletions that might um, occur and that aren't part of the, the net result uh, of these operations aren't uh, considered. And one takeaway um, of, uh, of this would be that uh, it, it's not only the actual version of source code that uh, must be looked at, uh, it's also uh, all the Git history. And the moment the secret reaches the, the version control system, whether in, in the history or whether in the most recent version, the one that is going to be deployed, uh, it must be uh, considered uh, compromised. Other approaches that companies have are secrets management solutions. They have uh, vaults uh, such as uh, ASHICorp vaults, uh, for example, which are our great system. The thing is that these systems, they are not coercitive. So as a developer, uh, I'm not constrained to use the vault. Uh, I can still um, just uh, uh, fetch a secret from the, the vault and then use it and, and also uh, hard coded uh, in the code base. Plus these vaults, they are uh, deployed on a restricted perimeter most of the time because they are uh, hard to deploy, uh, hard to maintain uh, operationally. So they don't contain all the secrets uh, of uh, all the company. 
And so you still need uh, a complementary system such as uh, Git Guardian to uh, make sure that uh, your source code is not used as uh, secret storage. Can you give us an example of this in recent events? There are many examples in, in recent events, uh, of course, but uh, I will cite the Uber uh, case. Uh, it's a bit old, uh, but it's a textbook case. And it's a textbook case because it illustrates very well the duality uh, between the public side of the problem and the private or internal side uh, of the issue because there was not one Uber case, but Uber was compromised at least twice due to leaked credentials. The first time it was due to uh, credentials uh, leaked uh, in a developer's uh, personal repository on the GitHub platform. And so there, there were at least one credential giving access to a database containing some PI records. And in the second case, the credentials weren't exposed publicly. They were left in a private repository um, belonging to Uber, but this uh, private repository was compromised. It was compromised due to poor password hygiene from one developer, plus uh, lack of multi-factor authentication at the organization level. And so hackers were able to gain some initial access into um, this repository. They mined for credentials there, they found uh, one uh, at least, and uh, were able to move laterally towards other systems, including uh, a database containing huge numbers of uh, PII records as well, as in the first case. Right, it's still a great example. So does Git Guardian have a solution to this secret sprawl problem? So in fact, we have uh, two solutions to the problem. So the first one is the public monitoring and the second one is the internal monitoring. These two products, they are really uh, complementary. The public one is more for uh, threat response teams typically. Uh, and it has this very special ability to be able to link developers contributing to, to public GitHub and companies and re, to really look for corporate secrets or intellectual property leaked on developers' personal repositories most of the time. And the second product is more integrated into the DevOps pipeline. It's more for application security uh, teams. And the moment that we integrate with your uh, repositories, uh, we are going to, first of all, scan all your Git history uh, to make sure that you start on a clean basis. So uh, we will scan uh, all repositories, uh, all commits from all branches uh, for secrets. Uh, at this point, generally with uh, our customers, we will find thousands of uh, secrets to remediate. And then uh, we are going to scan every incremental change that is made in real time. So anytime uh, a commit is pushed to the version control system, we'll scan this uh, commit for a secret. And in both cases, so both for the public uh, product and for the internal uh, product, uh, when we find something, we alert both the developer uh, responsible for the, the commit and uh, the team uh, that is using Git Guardian dashboard, so either uh, threat response or uh, application security most of the time. And we help uh, developers, um, security teams, and also uh, ops, DevOps teams uh, remediate and investigate first, uh, prioritize as well, and, and remediate. So 
anytime a, re a secret reaches the either the public space or uh, the the version control system, the internal VCS, it must be uh, considered compromised and it must be revoked. Uh, so you need to make sure that uh, you don't have downtime with um, some systems running in uh, production. Of course, you must make sure that uh, a new secret is uh, distributed to developers, to uh, servers, to uh, applications as well. So remediation really is a, a teamwork and we provide all uh, these different uh, teams with the tools uh, that they need to achieve this. Wow. So can you explain exactly how Git Guardian detects the secrets? First of all, I'd like to stress out that the detection problem is uh, really a challenge uh, because it's all about finding the perfect balance between not raising too many alerts, including false alerts uh, that can, can give rise to uh, alarm fatigue and uh, not missing uh, real credentials uh, as well. So it's a complicated issue and we have a dedicated uh, team in place to do just this uh, secret detection. We call this the, the secret team. Uh, and so uh, we have learned that it's not just one algorithm that works, but more a combination of them. So of course we have some entropy statistics. Uh, we have also some regular expressions because certain credentials, uh, but it's not the case for the majority of them. They all start with the same pattern. Um, we have some uh, pattern matching uh, in the context of the presumed credential. So if the context is sensitive, uh, this presumed credential, it might be a, a strong indicator that it's uh, really a credential and that we, we should raise uh, an alert. Uh, we also uh, check the validity of certain credentials uh, against uh, the public APIs. Um, and we have a feedback loop because uh, we send uh, thousands of uh, alerts uh, per day uh, to our users and our users have the option to give us feedback uh, about whether or not this is a true alert or a false alert and this helps us uh, achieve really the best performance that uh, you can find on the market uh, today but the best way to be convinced uh, probably is to try our product. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jeremy. It was wonderful talking with you and learning more about Git Guardian, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you very much, uh, Katie and uh, Millennium, for uh, having me. Uh, one final word, maybe. As you probably noticed with my uh, French accent, so Git Guardian is a French uh, startup, but we do uh, most of our business in the United States uh, already. 95% of our, our revenue come from there. And so we will be uh, extremely uh, happy uh, to uh, meet you uh, during the Millennium uh, event. See you soon. Thanks for listening. And be sure to subscribe to the Millennium Live podcast. New episodes every Monday. If you have interest in participating in a discussion like this one, feel free to reach out to us. Email info at mill-all.com.